You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. See, I'm not sure if that would be my first assumption yeah. if I saw somebody with that many. But <laughs> then the other thing, though, is the thing about it is the fact that if they were all crumpled up. They were crumpled because so I don't what? like putting my money into my wallet So if he because th- I always can surprise myself with uh, you know surprise money. Well, yeah, but if he thinks that's what you do and then they're crumpled, uh, do you, don't you have to wonder what level he thinks you're at? I mean, there's not a there level are? considering how crumpled the dollar bills oh, are. Oh, I think there is. I don't think so. I think there's a level. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here out of Portland, Oregon, five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. You can tune in live for six ninety nine a month and get access to all of the archives or just download the podcast that is always available for you for free. Mm-hmm. And you can leave reviews on iTunes for us. Fantastic. Um, all right, we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to get to today, and uh, including I want to talk a little bit about uh, about my new my new workout regimen. Wait, what? I think I'm going to. I think I have a new workout. Oh regimen for wow! Myself. Is it as creative as mine are? Um, it's better because it's based on my extensive knowledge of exercising and workout stuff. Okay. Uh, but before we get to that stuff, um, let's let's address what we were talking about. At the See, I don't of the show. know. I think I'm flattered. I mean, if this, you know, if, if I'm being confused for that, I, I don't think that maybe that's maybe the worst thing. So explain everyone what happened to you this weekend. Okay, so I was going to work. So this weekend, of course, I'm, and I have a question for you after about something that happened this weekend. Okay. About this thing that a lot of people seem to be into. But anyway, I'm so a knowledgeable man, I'm probably can. I'm sure that you could. So uh, on Saturday, I was getting ready uh, to go to work, and I needed Your to- side s- job. My yep. side job, mm-hmm. which is uh, a bar. I work yes. at a bar out in deep southeast Portland. Yes. Quite deep southeast Way Portland. Way <laughs> out there. Way out there. And uh, so I was getting ready to go to work, and I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have- um, I don't have enough gas because it takes like you know a little bit to get out there. I'm like, oh, so I need to stop by the gas station and get some gas. Mm-hmm. So I go into the gas station and I, I ask him for like you know to fill it up for ten bucks. And so the guy's really nice and I'm sitting there talking to him and he's like this old you know this old dude and he's just like you know he's weathered he's seen the world you can tell seen the world from his gas station from his gas station you know you can tell that, that you know his life has not always been at a gas station he's he's been places he's seen things has he how do you sure. know sure. How, well, he was very, he was just very pleasant to talk to, and I was, you know, I was like, oh, how are you doing? Of course you talk to the gas attendant. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, for anybody else in other sections of the country other than New Jersey, I think, we are not allowed to pump our own gas in no. Oregon. That's like it's illegal, so you have to have a gas attendant. Yes, yeah, so you have to have a gas attendant. I always forget about that to explain that to people when I when I talk about gas attendants or anything like, like if ever a story It sounds like so that pretentious. Up, I'm like, <laughs> so pump like, my gas really, for me. <laughs> really? You don't want to pump your gas? Like, no, we're not allowed to. No, we're absolutely not allowed to. Illegal. And it's it's actually very inconvenient a lot of the times because oh, yeah. they'll have one attendant for like, you know, eight different gas station areas. Yeah. Like, and it takes forever. You're just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. But anyway, yep. so this but, guy was very prompt. So I got in and he immediately ran over over to my car and started um, you know doing doing the gas I'm like how oh, how's does your day? one chat to the gas attendant because I'll say my interactions cause I got gas today for my truck and it was uh, hey uh, how much would you like I would like this much okay okay it's full because I'm nicer Thank you. than you but why is that n- okay I don't know if that's nicer <laughs> no so he was nice and you know he was running around I mean clearly like I, I parked and it's always nice when they run right over to you so you don't have to sit and wait because I was already kind of I'm um, kind of close for work. So I'm just like, okay. And so I'm like, how are you doing? And he said, oh, you know, fair to Midland. And that's one of my favorite phrases. So I'm like, all right, I like this dude. So we ended up just chatting for, I don't know. <laughs> how did this chat go on? That was how just did it. he start chatting? 
What just did you say I to just, him? Nothing. I just asked him how his day was going, and he's like, "Oh, fair to Midland." I'm like, "Oh." I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he put the whopping $10 that I could afford worth of gas into my car. And, uh, and you know, when I have a nice, you know, conversation with the gas station attendant, I we've talked about this before, I like to tip them. Yes. So I like to, like, get, throw them a buck and be like, you know, because it's, like, shitty weather, and they're, like, running around servicing everybody's cars, and I'm like, all right, so. But then isn't a dollar just insulting? Mm-mm. No way dollars end up, like, if he wants to get a soda or something, like. Okay. I mean, I think I would rather coming from uh, working in an industry that uh, I live on my tips. I, a dollar is never insulting. Yeah, <laughs> it is never insulting to, for someone to give you money. Well, unless you're a hooker. But um, so anyway, so I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm like, I really like this young gentleman. I'm going to tip him a dollar. And so I open my purse, and it's in my lap. And he kind of, you know, and he walks over to give me a receipt because what he does, like, when someone hands me the receipt, then I'll like hand them the, do- the dollar. Mm-hmm. And so I'm opening my purse. And I like reach out and I was giving him the dollar and he kind of looked in my bag and he looked at me and he's just like, oh, and then kind of looked at me up and down. He's like, so you, you getting ready to go to work? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yes, I am. He's like, oh, OK, OK, cool. And he's like, do you do you work, at, you know, further? I'm like, oh, yeah, I work. No, he asked where I worked. And I'm like, oh, you know, I work at a bar out there. He's like, uh-huh. OK. And I think that he thought. I'm pretty sure he thought that I was a stripper with all of the crumpled $1 bills. Well, crumpled $1 bills, the area of town that you're at, being overly friendly for no reason with the gas attendant generally probably doesn't happen a lot for him. Um, this, uh, I have it was, to admit. Because I do have to say, I did just get my it, nails done. So I have, I do have like fancy, nice looking nails right now. Uh-huh. And then I'm like fishing around for my crump, through my crumpled $1 bills and like uh-huh. giving him one. If and I, he just kind of looked at me, and he kind of gave me the one-two real quick, like the look, like the burp, burp, and he was just like, oh, you, you heading to work? <laughs> well, adding things up, in all honesty, from his perspective, that may kind of make sense. That may kind of make sense. All right, so here's the question, though. Is that, were you offended by that? No, I think, well, it depends, I guess. I mean, I don't know, like, what level of stripper, he well, that's thought, what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, what kind, what level of stripper you thought I was? Because I, mean, I don't drive like a fancy car. Crumpled one dollar bills <laughs> in the area of town that you work in. And let me just say this because there are a lot of strip clubs in Portland. It's kind of, I mean, it's just commonplace. It's kind of what we know because there's what more it just strip is, clubs it just exists more strip per capita, clubs yeah, than per, any other place in the country. Right, and um, and so because of that, you know, the, the the section of town where you are in is not necessarily the nice section. It's not. It's not. It's lower on the scale. No, there are lots of shootings and stabbings. Very low on the strip club as far as the attractiveness of the ladies generally. (laughs) I'll say that. And I think that's fair to say. So that's why I'm wondering if you should be offended by this if you want if you're being associated with one of these uh, well I didn't say because I didn't exactly say where what area of town that I worked in yeah but you're in that area so it would assume. no I was getting no I was getting gas uh, up uh, near like the Hawthorne area oh okay at the, okay. At the gas station up on like 39th and um, okay and so, you can go, so you can go either way <laughs> Keelan in the chat says Sarah would be the most talkative stripper ever yeah that wouldn't work out for you <laughs> no you would for many reasons you would not make a good stripper no I'd make a terrible stripper and I would never want I mean I'm just not I am not comfortable enough with myself to be able to just stick my vagina in strangers faces for money I just don't that's not something I want you to can do. cut out that piece of audio don't and send that in that out unemployment radio at gmail.com <laughs> Go ahead and send that in there if you'd like to. Um, so, so, so you you were so that not. So I was offended. closer in southeast, and so you know, therefore I was like, maybe I, I'm probably less offended mm-hmm. if I'm closer in. 
Okay. Than, you know, I would be if I was, you know, out next to Mr. Peeps or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit further out there. So... Did you hand him a crumpled dollar bill? No, like I smoothed a wadded it out. Up dollar bill? Did you like throw yeah, it I to him? Yeah, I threw it. I, I hit him in between the eyes with the crumpled dollar bill. That's what I did. <laughs> I mean, because again, I don't know if that's entirely a tip. Um, it was a tip. No, and like because that one, that particular one that I gave him wasn't crumpled, but my purse. Because I like having surprise money because I don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So when I, I don't like to keep it all in one place. Mm-hmm. I kind of like stuff dollar bills here and there in like different pockets and things. So that way I never know exactly how much money I have. So I can always convince myself that I have more than I actually do. <laughs> Sounds like sound financial logic right there. It does, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think uh, if Rick Emerson writes another book, you should ask to write an addendum in it with your, your policies. So. With my how to make it feel like you have more money yes. than you do. Yes. I think- Surpri- and my chapter can be surprise money. <laughs> 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 yes, I think that should be it. Uh, so, so with your crumpled up dollar bills yes. wadded in there, you you do think that's what he thought? All right. Well, I don't sure, know if I that's something. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they're just like in any profession. There are hot strippers, and there are ones that are not. Well, that's the thing. That's what I meant by Portland. There are so many strip clubs. There's not enough necessarily. Um, how do I put this? It's not like a Vegas strip club. We'll say mm. that. It's more. Oh, you're willing to take your clothes off? You're hired. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's kind of what it is. Mm. For all shapes and sizes and whatever for, you're looking for. A shape Ages, for everybody. Any age you want, there is somebody that is willing to take their clothes off. Different numbers of appendages. Yep. Um, all sorts of like different styles. Whatever your favorite style There's is. There is a taste for everybody. Yeah. Someone is going to take their clothes off for a dollar. You can find it in this city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess, I guess then uh, using that rule, I mean... It, Sure, sure. <laughs> Alex's Saharan or glitter-covered crumple dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. All right. So, that being said, so uh, I was already feeling super classy. Uh-huh. And then the bar that I work at, which, I, by the way, I love working out there, but it does, uh, A, I love this bar. Mm-hmm. But B, the clientele that it draws sometimes is not the kind of people that I'm used to really hanging around right. or hanging out with. It's a bro bar. Okay, yeah. This is what you know this for yeah. a fact. It is it is a real full on motherfucking brodeo out there. Yeah. I mean there's like beer pong, there's all kinds of stuff. But the big event that was happening this past weekend, which is what I wanted to ask you about, is a UFC fight. Now this okay. thing these UFC fights are the most insane things, insanely popular things I have ever seen, and I do not get it. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, people are so fucking into it. Uh-huh. They are, like, people were there hours in advance. Yeah. Like, hours in advance, making a whole night of it, getting, like, these huge meals, having drinks, like, sitting down just to watch two men physically beat the ever-living shit out of each other. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is the, mm-hmm. what is the appeal of UFC? I don't um, understand. I, I asked a couple people like who were watching. I'm like, why why do you like that? And they're like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. Okay. Uh, so because one of the guys had his nose broken. Yeah. He was covered in blood. Uh-huh. It was disgusting. Yeah, that happens. That happens. In it UFC was fights. so gross. Um. Oh, there's there's even more. But anyway, I have to say, it was the of- it was the busiest night out there I have ever worked. I did not stop moving the entire shift. Like it was completely insane. Okay. Well, so what is your question on it? I guess my question is, I would really... Because I understand the appeal of a lot of sports. I want to know what the appeal is of ultimate fighting. Okay. Is it because it's no holds barred? Is it because it's just plain old disgusting? Um, I mean, I can try to answer that. Uh, myself, I'm not into UFC. Uh, I don't I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen matches, you know, but I'm just not into it. It's just not my kind of sport. Like, I'll even watch like a... 
like a big heavyweight boxing match, mm-hmm. I would rather watch that than and and I'm not a big boxing guy either, but I would rather watch that than a UFC fight personally. Yeah. Or you know, if like Pacquiao ever fights Mayweather, I will watch that fight. Yeah, you know, something like that. But um, UFC, I, I it's it, I'm going to try to answer it, but I I don't know if I'm really the right person to answer it. It's just I think it's just a pure thing that everyone in there that is really into it thinks that maybe they could do it, you know, in some kind of way. There are a lot of people that, because there's a lot of like minor, like local MMA type fighting mm-hmm. situations. Like I know several people from my high school were, were or are MMA fighters. Yeah. Not at that level, but like the local regional level where they'll, they'll fight. So is it like different kind of skills? Like, is it- mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's good for getting in shape because you got to be in, got to be in pretty damn good shape. Yeah. For it. And then I think it's just a way to take out aggression, and you get to fight somebody legally. Like, is it co- is it coordinated? Like, are there certain oh, yeah. types of fighting? Like, yeah, no, there's skill sets that you have to have. Because basically, all I could see, I didn't understand the finer points in it. All I saw was one dude just having the shit beat out of him, and just yeah. blood everywhere. Well, I mean, UFC is the league, but it's MMA fighting, which is mixed martial arts. So they're they're skilled martial artists, as far as they've. Uh, you know, all these guys have generally studied a bunch of martial arts. I think jujitsu is what they study mainly, but okay. I, I don't. Again, I'm sure somebody can email me and correct me, but this is my vague understanding of what it is. Um, I even work with an MMA fighter, like uh, at the at the museum. What are the um, women down there? Is an MMA fighter? No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's. I don't know how old. I would guess she's in her late twenties or something like that. But yeah, she's full on like ranked MMA fighter. Wow. Yeah, like tiny. But, I mean, women do it, too. Women fight in these things, too. And they take her all over the place to go fight. So, I mean, it's like a big... It's a big thing. Um, I never knew how how huge it was. It's huge. It is. No, I've never huge. seen more rabid fans or, like, more testosterone. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, like, everyone was just sitting in there drinking beer and eating steak and watching these guys just bloody each other up. I'm like, this is, like, the manliest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty, I guess, I, I'm trying to think of another word, and I'm not trying to knock it, but, I, you know, primal. You're just you're beating the shit out of somebody mm-hmm. and straight up fight, you know, Mono and mono, or woman on woman, whatever. I don't know what the word. I don't know what the right word to say that is, but um, but yeah, I think it's just because it's so basic. It's just two guys in a ring beating the crap out of each other. To me, I mean, it just gets boring to me because inevitably, all I ever see is they end up just rolling around on the ground on each other. I just and, want to slow down a little like, bit and get some like porn music going. Yeah, it just I mean, looks like I, sexy time. Well, and I understand how physically amazingly challenging that must be like holding someone down in those holds you know and what strength and skill that takes but just watching it to me i i'm just bored Mm -hmm. i just i don't i'm not i'm not into it. oh yeah it was like but you also another thing too with it is you get into the personalities Mm -hmm. because they're you know each person you get fans of real you know uh, of the individual fighters and they develop a following so you follow that fighter so like you start to root for a certain guy all right there's that to it too okay so um kind of like Kind of, I guess, like wrestling in a way, but I, I don't want to compare it to that because this is—I mean, they really are beating each other. No, you try to compare UFC. So I, so yeah, somebody ran- get pissed off about that. Oh yeah, so I just mean as far enough. as the personalities, although they're not like wearing costumes and shit, but you root for one guy. Yeah, you know, versus other sports, team sports, it's not quite like that. Well, it was so random. So I was working on Saturday night, and uh, I was, you know, like waitressing at a bunch of tables, and I went up to this table, and there was this guy sitting there, and you know when you just recognize somebody, but for the life of you, you cannot tell where you know them from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I bumped to this guy, and him and I kept looking at each other, and finally, I just looked at him, and I, I kind of placed him, I'm like, did you go to Washington State University? And he's like, yeah, I did. Did you? And I'm like, yes. So this random guy and I 
We're friends in college. We could not for the life of us over the course of three hours figure out how we knew each other. But mm-hmm. we both remembered exactly what we looked like in college and we couldn't place ourselves. But anyway, so I ended up talking to him for a while, him and his girlfriend. And I'm just like, all right, so is this kind of like, you know, talking about um, the MMA and like... I'm like, what is this like, you know, wrestling, like the uh, WWF or WWE? And he's like, it is nothing like that. Yeah. That's acting. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's right. That is <laughs> yeah. acting. Um, I guess I'm like, because I like that. I was trying to like be, you know, like trying to find something comparable to talk about. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, oh, maybe I've that's... been watching a lot of WWE lately. And uh, he's like, yeah, that's, that's not even the same thing at all. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not the, mm-hmm. a good comparison to make then. Um, I don't know. I guess that's just the bottom line as far as I can as far as I can say. It's mm-hmm. like that that seems to be what the appeal is. It is extremely popular. I acknowledge that. I mean it is it's big, big time money. Big money. Oh yeah. UFC fights. And so it's highly successful. It's what's his uh, name that runs it? Uh, Dana um oh shoot. I should know this guy because he's he's a very big uh, icon in the world of sports and just just entertainment in general. Mm-hmm. The guy who is the owner of uh, UFC, uh Dana White. Okay. Dana White, yeah. Well, you know what uh, what we do actually have in common with uh, the UFC fights? One of their big sponsors is Metro PCS. Really? It is. Metro PCS is everywhere. It was like the UFC fights like brought to you by Metro PCS. Well, you know who else Metro PCS sponsors? Oh my gosh, do they sponsor Fun Employment Radio? Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. they're across the board. That does not mean that we have to fight, though. Okay. Can we um, fight? Uh, Except do, you can't, do you want, girl. Yeah, do, yeah. yeah, I'm not so going to I can just kind of punch you in the face. Yeah, see, that kind of sucks. I don't mm-hmm. want to MMA fight you. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't work. If you if you were to fight someone uh, on the... Well, I guess you'd have to fight uh, Lisa Wood. Who do you think would win? Oh. Or Lisa Wood? I don't know. Lisa's lost a lot of weight, so she's pretty spindly. I think I could get her. Yeah? I, was, I wouldn't have been able to, like, used to... I think, yeah, she's... I mean, if you've seen her, like, Lisa's the rapidly shrinking woman. She is so tiny now. Yeah. So I think I think I could take her. So you're challenging Lisa Wood to an I'm MMA fight. I'm not challenging Lisa Wood to anything. <laughs> I love her. I will. I would not hit her. I did not hit her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I would fight on the network. I, mm-hmm. don't, know if, I don't know how that would work out for me. Hmm. Hmm. You could take I'd- Carl. I could take Carl. You could yeah, take, yeah, yeah. Carl from the yeah the Carl show starring Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could take Carl. So there we go. Well, you'll you maybe this will be a new uh, new fun employment radio event. But Metro okay. PCS yes. is fantastic. <laughs> They're not advocating that we all fight each other. There's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Metro PCS, of course, our fine sponsor. Actually, I believe um, I believe one Kenny B has just switched to Metro PCS. Oh, what? How do you know that, Greg? Let me this just say is this. So funny. All right. So here's what happened to me. Uh, this weekend. Now, I talked about this uh, a couple of months ago when I first got my Metro PCS phone and how I have a, te- a temporary phone number that no one else knew. And I used that number to mess with one Scott Daly and uh, I got him to th- a big, long story. You can look this up in the archives or, or on the uh, website. Um, totally mess with Scott. Then I messed with uh, uh, our friend Ryan. And I've been waiting for something to happen for someone to do this to me. So <laughs> I got this message. On this was yesterday at about I don't know eleven a.m. or something like that, and I got a text from a number that I did not know, and it said, "Hey, so we meeting up today or what?" And since this this is uh, this phone didn't transfer over all of my numbers, uh, just it was a mistake I had on Google. But um, because of that, there's a few numbers I don't have, so I'm like, "Oh, it must be somebody I don't know." But this is kind of weird, so I just wrote, "I'm sorry, who is this?" <laughs> and then I got this reply back. Uh, this is Peter, and we met on Friday when we were watching the Blazer game. You said you'd meet me today to talk about some ad sales stuff, and so I sat there like racking my brain for a minute. I'm like, 
I didn't meet. I mean, I did have a few drinks on Friday watching the game and stuff. Yeah. But like, and then a I, few more after they lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, but I'm like, I don't forget ad meetings or meeting somebody new. Or I, I'm like, I would not forget that. So I was like, okay, this this is clearly somebody trying to mess with me. This is not it. So I so I did a little test. I said, oh hi Peter, what was your URL again? Just to try to fish <laughs> it out. I'm like, all right, you got, you want to try to mess with me? You're gonna have to work on this. And um. He replied back, oh, man, you don't remember me. I can tell. That's okay, though. It was a crazy night. Anyway, here's the site. And it was coloplast.us. <laughs> did you go to the site to see what it was? I actually did type it in just to see because I'm like, okay, this is clearly fake. And, yes, yeah, some, like, colon cleansing type of service. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just I, – I ended up – we ended up going back and forth for quite a while. And um, – a, a long time. And uh, anyway, I ended up getting a text this morning. And you got one last Let's just say, for long story right. short, Kenny broke Greg. No, Kenny did not break me. <laughs> yes, no, 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 no. Let's make it clear. Okay, but I will admit to uh, I would admit to one thing. But let me let me make sure it's clear that we went all day yesterday, and where I was like, "All right, you want to mess with me?" And I I went at him, and I sent him about 150 uh, messages. Of a picture of a statue's balls, so I said that to him over and over and over. I was like, "All right, let's just see this, huh? You want to you want to mess with me?" And so I was sitting there watching TV, just hitting send with your unlimited coverage with Metro PCS. Exactly, unlimited text messages, (laughs) so I could send unlimited numbers of statues. You know that you won't get you know you won't get overcharged because it's just one flat monthly fee. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I so I was like, you can send as many pictures of statues' balls as you want. Yeah. So I went back and forth with him for a while, and I wouldn't even go through all of the stuff. But uh, finally, I'm just like, bam. Let's just do this. And so it went on and on and on. And then uh, finally he stopped because I, I believe I overdid it. And uh, well, they, I didn't overdo it. I did it just the right amount because I, I really annoyed him. And, but then I got a text in the middle of the night at about like midnight from uh, that said, uh, luckily I bur- blurred out your face and it's a picture of some guy like cuddling up with a donkey. It's weird. <laughs> And uh, Kenny just went to donkey porn. It wasn't donkey porn. They were both fully like clothed. It was like a, a guy laying in bed, like snuggling with a donkey. It's I'm weird. pretty sure that's donkey porn. No, it's not donkey porn. If there's a donkey in a bed with a man, that's probably donkey porn. It's implied donkey porn. It's implied. Or it might implied. not be in the, in the porn pose, but no, I mean, there was no porn. If you have a donkey in a bed, I'm not saying that that you guys aren't like. You know, playing cards. It was... Uh, There's some donkeying going it around. It was implied. Uh, which, that part didn't bother me, but the fact that it came through at midnight. So I got up this morning, and, and and I work very early, especially on Monday mornings. And when I'm asleep, I don't like to be bothered, although I do leave it on, just in case there's an emergency. So I was like, all right, whoever this is, if this is somebody I don't know, this is they went too far with texting me that late at night. So I was a little bit mad. So I, I woke up, and I'm like, all right, whoever this is, don't text me that late at night. And then I got a text back. A few hours later, that said, "Don't text me that early in the morning." And I'm right in the middle of working on things, and I'm like, "Oh hell okay, this, no!" <laughs> this just pissed me off. That pissed me. Off. I'm all for the fun and games, but then I was like, "Okay, that just pissed me off." So I wrote back, "All right, enough now." And then this person wrote back, "Do you want me dead yet?" I was like, "This is this is where he did break me. It did it did it did take me to the limit." Where I wrote, "Hey, whoever it is, the joke is done. I work very early in the morning. Good one, you got me, yay!" And then I get a message oh. from Kenny. Yeah, because I was like, "Okay, especially if this is somebody I don't know who got my phone number." Yeah, I'm all for the jokes, but I was like, "All right, you've gone too far." And then I got a message from Kenny of him smiling, holding up a paper that just says, "I got you, good fucker." I'm like, God, oh, yeah, you bastard. 
you bastard. It took you a day and a half, but yes, you did piss me off. It worked. So congratulations to Kenny. And he didn't he send you a, he sent you a picture, right? Yeah, that was the picture. Yeah, there. are you gonna post it? Um Yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I think I'll, you should. Okay, I'll get it sent over there. We'll we'll post it at least in the chat. <laughs> so Kenny, damn it. It did work. You got me mad. Metro PCS. Yep. <laughs> Metro PCS. Go to metropcs.com slash metro, and you can uh, pick up your own phone. Uh, $40 flat rate, flat rate, and you can have uh, unlimited text, unlimited data, unlimited everything. They are fantastic. Let them know you heard about them from Fun Employment Radio. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, why don't I, I'll forward the picture over to you, and then you can, you can okay. get it in there. Yes, because I, I really feel it's necessary to have to post that. <laughs> oh, bastard. All right, well, what do you want to go to? Uh, you want to do a little bit of ball talk? Oh, because a lot happened in balls this weekend. There is a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. and I feel like I need to explain a few things that are going on. Yeah, because I have seen some stories, and I haven't really like read the like them in their entirety. Because I've seen the post, uh, I'm sure you're going to get this racist piece of shit a lot, and I don't know what that's about. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is uh, this is exactly what's going to happen. So uh, we'll get to that part here. Um, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. So we'll cover a couple of things here first. Uh, one is this. This just happened today. This is, uh, for the NBA ru- world, this is uh, a sad thing, although he was 89 years old. Dr. Jack Ramsey passed away today. Um, Jack Ramsey was the head coach of the 1977 Portland Trailblazers uh, championship team, but also he was an integral part of basketball. He worked for a lot of different teams. Uh, Very, very good coach, and by all accounts that I've ever read, I never was fortunate enough to meet him when we worked for the Blazers, but um, from what I've heard, a very nice guy. Just a genuine guy. Um, He was of late a commentator on ESPN and um, yeah it just seems seems like a good dude and by the outpouring of respect that everybody is putting out for him right now mm-hmm. a very very well respected guy uh, yeah it's being noted uh, Tony in the chat he also had the best suits in the 70s he did look up Jack Ramsey and look up his suits I had they're this, amazing his plaid pants I was I saw a picture of him today I had those exact same plaid pants in, oh, yeah. <laughs> in high school yeah oh yeah uh, so, Dr. Jack Ramsey, though, uh, sadly passing away today uh, at the age of 89, so he had a good life, but still. Um, that is uh, that is what is what has happened this morning. Uh, moving on in ball talk, before we get to the story that was attempting to take over everything, or that has kind of taken over everything in basketball, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll start with this, uh, going from Jack Ramsey to the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Houston Rockets last night in Game 4 of their best-of-seven series. That game was so goddamn stressful. It was stressful. (laughs) It was fantastic. The Blazers ended up going up uh, with that win, 3-1 to in the playoff series. Now, there's a couple of things with this. Portland largely... Predicted by um, all of pretty much all of the national media, uh, most people thought Houston would win in five to six games. That Portland would be out of it. However, uh, three of these games of the four games have gone to overtime, which is completely unprecedented. At least in the history of the Trailblazers, mm-hmm. they've never been in a series against one team where the where three games have gone to overtime, and we've only played four games so far. Wow, three out of the four went to overtime. That shows how well matched these two teams are. Um, but the Trailblazers won again. So they have come out on top three out of the four times, and they only need one more win to move on to the second round, which would be the first time in 14 years. First time in 14 years if the Blazers are that able to That they've moved beat. past the first round, they if move, they do. If they do. If they beat Houston one more time, they will, they will move on. Still basketball to be played. 
Although and those I, games and these games are like if you're not watching it, you don't understand how close they are. These games are close. Well, I'm three overtime. Yeah, three overtime. I mean, yeah, yeah, but the entire time, like they are just like trailing each other. Like, but it is, it is yeah. stressful and fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. It, they it, honestly, they are they are a lot of fun to watch. They're they're great games. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Portland does play Houston on Wednesday in Houston. And if they win, that's it. They're moving on to the next round. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I will say this. The rest of the NBA playoffs have been fantastic, too. This is, and honestly, this is the best uh, NBA playoffs that I've seen in a long time, at least as far as the first round. Because I have been watching some of the other games. It's it's really good basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's just entertaining stuff. Every team, every series pretty much seems to be a really good matchup where, like, San Antonio and Dallas, number one and number eight, mm-hmm. Dallas is up two to one, and they're the eighth seed team because they match up so well with San Antonio. You know, and, and even Memphis and Oklahoma City, every every series is so close. It's yeah. not just Portland-Houston, although we're probably the closest. Um, so it's just fun stuff. It, it, it's fun, entertaining basketball. So I'll say that. Um, I guess I better just get to this, get to the big story that unfortunately kind of overtook all of the playoffs and all of the great things that are happening in the NBA right now with this, and that is an asshole. So the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers is a man by the name of Donald Sterling. He's 80-some years old. I I don't remember exactly how old. I can look that up. He's 80-some. And, uh, of course, he's worth, I think, like $1.9 billion or something like that, as most NBA owners are. He has owned the Clippers for a long, long time. And I'm going to try to sum up what what is going on. Sarah, if you have questions or anything's not okay. clear, uh, just ask me and I'll try to clarify it because there's a lot that's happening and I'll try to sum it up um, in a quick amount. Okay. You've probably seen posts talking about, as you said, racist piece of shit, Donald Sterling. Mm. Well, he is. Uh, we'll start with this. There's some audio that was released over this, uh, over this weekend that... It was originally it said allegedly it's been confirmed it is Donald Sterling of Donald Sterling speaking to his girlfriend um, private conversation. However, some of the thing, most of the things he says are completely uh, very racist comments mm-hmm. uh, regarding um, African Americans and other other races. He doesn't hold back at just that. Um, there are many other races that he uh, attacks. Uh, what I'd like to do is what I'll do is I'll, I'll just kind of play a little bit of the audio. From the recording, there's nine minutes of it, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll play just a little bit of it so you can get a taste of what it is. Also, that that's, that's his mistress. That so he's married, but he has an open, but he has a girlfriend. He like is openly? still married. His <laughs> wife is. They're separated. Okay. He is still married, and this is his girlfriend. Scandal. Quot- quotation marks, mistress, whatever you want to call. It. Okay. Uh, she is, I believe, 23 years old, and he's 80 something. Now, uh, now of context as well, she is also. Half African-American, I believe half Mexican-American. Okay. So his girlfriend is is of mixed ethnicity. Yes, and the part of the audio I'm going to play is where he is complaining about the fact that she posts pictures of herself with black people on her Instagram account. And he does not like this. So I'll play just a little bit of it here, and uh, and we can kind of get a a little bit of juice for you, honey. Thank you, lady. Honey, if it makes you happy, I will remove all of the black people from my Instagram. You said that before. You said I understand. I did remove the people that were independently on my Instagram that are black. 
Then why did you start saying that you didn't? You just said you didn't remove them. You didn't remove them. I didn't move Matt Kemp and Magic Johnson. Why? But I thought Matt Kemp is mixed, and he was okay, just like me. Okay. He's lighter and whiter than me. Okay. I met his mother. You, you think I'm a racist? And I don't think you're a racist. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I think you you evil heart. I don't think so. I think you have an amazing heart, honey. I think the people around you have poisoned mind and have a way of thinking. It's the world. You go to Israel. The blacks are just treated like dogs. So do you have the, to treat them like that too? The white Jews, there's white Jews or black Jews. Do you understand? And are the black Jews less than the white Jews? 100%, 50, 100 And is that right? It is the question. We don't evaluate what's right and wrong. We live in a society. We live in a culture. We have to live within that culture. But shouldn't we take a stand for what's wrong? And be the change and the difference? I, I don't want to change the culture because I can't. It's too big. But you can powerful. change yourself. I don't want to change it. My girl can't do what I want. I don't want the girl. I'll find a girl that will do what I want. Believe me. I thought you were that girl. Because I try to do what you want. But you're not that girl. There's a there's a lot, so that's not the entirely racist part that uh, he goes into. That, I mean, obviously there are some very bad things in there. Yeah. Um, when people are saying like, oh, you know, like she's a bitch for posting that. Well, she's totally a bitch, and she's also a married dude's mistress, and she's humping a dude that's sixty years old. And like, clearly, she doesn't have her priorities all in order. Like, I don't oh, expect yeah. the. I, she doesn't seem like a good person. No, so, I mean, she's not a good person. It doesn't either. seem surprising that she would set him up to be able to, you know, to record him. But to say nonetheless, that stuff. he is saying these things. Actually, here we go. Here's just one more little piece of it. And this is big news. So I'm if just, you don't feel, don't come to my games. Don't bring black people and don't come. Do you know that you have a whole team that's black that plays for you? You just do. I don't. I support them and give them food and clothes. And cars and houses. Who gives it to them? Does someone else give it to them? Do I know that I have? Who makes the game? Do I make the game or do they make the game? And these are 30 owners that create a league? I'm not going to bring any black people to the stadium. Well, is it easy to say that? It's very easy for you to say that. For you to say that. I, I won't say that to anyone. I would never ask anyone not to bring someone based on race or color okay. or culture. Okay. It's like saying, like, let's just persecute and kill all of the Jews. Oh, it's the same thing, right? Well, isn't it wrong? Wasn't it wrong then? Yeah, well, it just goes on and on. It's God, it's just like listening to like an like an old asshole and like a money-grubbing, like collagen-filled whore. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the most vapid... Empty conversation. Oh, it is. Um, but the bottom line is, and, and this, like I said, this was just a part of it. He does go on to say um, there's a whole thing about Magic Johnson where he, he was originally mad because she posted a picture of herself with Magic Johnson, and he didn't want her posting pictures of herself with other black people because he thought that reflected poorly on him. Mm. So that's uh, that's part of what uh, what was going on. So there's been a, obviously a tremendous reaction. 
and you can look up all of this stuff and see all the different things. And this wasn't done. a secret, right? Like he's done well, stu- like shady stuff like this in the past, hasn't he? And he has. And I've talked about this actually on Ball Talk. I had a story about Donald Sterling uh, probably a couple of years ago when the story came out that he would bring in his girlfriends uh, to the locker room and watch the athletes shower and tell them, "quote Look at their beautiful black bodies." <gasps> Oh my god, I remember you t- telling that story. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is part of it. Uh, you know, but he's been he's been known to be this way for a long time that he is he's a racist guy. And um you know, even Baron Davis made a comment. Baron Davis used to play for the Clippers. He, he used to be kind of a star and they asked him about what was going on and he's retired now and he's like, "Yep, that's Donald Sterling." It's like, "Yeah." Yeah, yep, it's just we know known. Yes. Yeah. That's just known how he is. He mean in addition to basketball, he's been sued for many other things, including a discrimination lawsuit about his real estate because that's how he became rich mm. was through real estate. That's where he made his money. Um, where allegedly he did not want uh, blacks or Mexican Americans living in his buildings um, because, and this is what he told one of the clients. Uh, oh yeah, here's what he said. I'm going to read his quote. Okay, okay. quote from uh, the lawsuit against him. Uh, Donald Sterling allegedly said, that's because of all the blacks in this building. They smell they're not clean. <gasps> and it's because of all the Mexicans that just sit around and smoke and drink all day. So we have to get them out of here. This was part of his lawsuit that uh, he allegedly said. So I'm just quoting what he said. Yeah. Pretty bad stuff. Pretty bad stuff. And um, the the thing is... Well, let me get back to this. Uh, there's a lot to this story, like I said, I'm trying to sum up. Uh, obviously, there was a huge reaction, mm-hmm. um, and as there should be, you know, the, from many NBA NBA players spoke out, um, including the Los Angeles Clippers, which sucks to be them playing right now in the playoffs with all this going on. Yeah. You know, there's um, been protests. One of the other things Donald Sterling said, you know, in this on these recordings was that he didn't want black people coming to his Clippers games. He said he didn't want them coming to the games. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... Uh, and oh, that makes more sense because I keep seeing this picture circulating um, with these two guys in the stands, and a black dude's holding up a sign that has an arrow pointing to him that says "I'm black," and this friend next to him uh, has a sign that says "I'm I'm the guy who brought his black friend to the game," and they're both like standing there holding signs in the Clippers game, like in the arena. Huh, that's interesting because that must have been before because the Clippers played in Golden State uh, for this last. For the last two games This is going to be Their first game in LA Will be on Tuesday And there's been Let me see what game That's from Yeah um, Yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure Well Knowing the history Of Donald Sterling Could have been From something else Uh, The Clippers themselves You know There was discussion Of whether they should Even play the game Or whether they should Boycott Um, Honestly I mean I, I don't see how They can't play the game This is what they played For their entire time They're not You know They I, th- I think they should play the game And they did play yesterday And despite all of that They did stage their own little protest When the Clippers came out onto the court They went to the center court Took off their warm-up uh, warm-up Clippers uh, shirts That they all wear during warm-ups And threw them all on the floor in the center court To kind of make a statement And then they wore their warm-up stuff inside out So you couldn't see the Clippers logo Oh, wow That was kind of their uh... Oh, I found the image that I was talking about I just put it in the chat Okay Oh, so that was at the Warriors game. Okay, okay yeah. yeah, those are yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was the Clippers and Warriors game. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I kept seeing yeah, because this was in Golden State, which mm. is uh, Oakland. Gotcha. Um. Uh, so and uh, Michael Jordan came out and made a statement. Uh, there was uh, a statement from a couple of the other owners, but they're still waiting to see what Adam Silver, the new NBA commissioner, is going to do. 
And that's kind of what's what everybody's waiting for. And I'll talk about what that possible punishment could be. Yeah, I want to know what they can do about mm-hmm. that. Okay, I'll explain that. Before I do that, I do want to play one other thing. Snoop Dogg put up his own reaction to it. So let me just let me just play what Snoop Dogg's reaction was here. If a message to the motherfucker that owned the Clippers, you bitch ass redneck white bread chicken shit motherfucker. Fuck you, your mama, and everything connected to you. You racist piece of shit. Fuck you. So that was was Snoop Dogg's reaction, which I think probably sums up pretty much everybody. God, he still has such an awesome voice. He's so succinct, even when he's saying chicken shit motherfucker. (laughs) Can you play that one more time? Is that... Uh, yes, I will get it pulled back up okay. here. I think I just closed it. I'll, I'll find it again. We'll we'll play that again. Wow, he has... I love... Oh, Snoop Lion, Greg. The Snoop Lion, excuse me. <laughs> I yes, forgot about that. He does that. have dreads now, too, by the way. Um, Snoop Lion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll find, I'll find that again. Uh, okay, so a couple of things. To talk about the... Um, the punishment? Yeah, the possible punishment. They're a little bit limited on what they can do. Um, they most likely, from everything that I've read, and obviously this is what the NBA is trying to figure out, is what they can do to him. Uh, they can fine him. They can fine him financially, although probably for a 1.9 billionaire, it's not going to be enough to really make a difference with the fine. You know, he's he's notoriously extremely cheap, so he'll probably be pissed off about it. Even if they find him a couple of million, he'll be mad. Mm-hmm. But it's not really going to hurt him. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guys, that won't hurt him. What can hurt him, um, and also they can ban him from coming to the games, which he said he's he's not going to be coming to the games for at least probably the rest of these playoffs. He said mm-hmm. he's not coming on Tuesday. Um, oh, God, he would have so much stuff thrown at him. He would not be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And they can, they can ban him from coming to the games, but... At a certain point, they are kind of limited on what they can do because the owners are technically the boss of the league. The NBA commissioner works for the owners. Mm -hmm. And what really needs to happen is the rest of the owners need to pressure him. As far as I can see, that's about the only way to to do it is the other owners pressure him into getting out. But still, if he really refused to, there's not a whole lot they can actually do. Because he didn't do anything illegal. He's a racist asshole. So he's morally wrong. He's bad for business, even from a business standpoint. Well, I mean, and that um, could be the bottom line for them is that you know people don't want to support him. Well, and that's that's where they can get at him. Yeah. Is with this because technically this isn't illegal what he's done. Um, what they can go at him is with advertisers dropping out. State Farm's already dropped out of their advertising campaign with the Clippers. Um, I believe other ones are as well. If fans stop buying stuff, mm-hmm. don't go to the games. Obviously, is you know during the playoffs. This is, it like, sucks the worst for the time. Clippers. Like I mean, because you know it sucks for the Clippers players because they worked very hard. Yeah. and they're a very good team, and I mean they legitimately have a shot. You know, of they're a contender. They're a because contender. that's because then they would suffer as a team if people stopped supporting the team and they didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's that's a bad such a, spot. Yeah, it's a bad spot to be in. And even uh, the Clippers players yesterday during uh, their press conference, you know, Chris Paul, um, who's head of the NBA Players Union and obviously the leader of the Clippers, it was like, yeah, uh, he's, they asked him, you know, what do you expect when you get home? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie, that's not on my mind. I mean, we don't. We don't know what to expect. Whether people are going to allegedly, there's going to be protests at the game. Um, there's going to be people uh, may not show up, you know, may, and like boycott the game. Mm-hmm. And then the protests. This is the only thing I want to make sure. Like this is the only thing that makes me nervous about this: that people protesting at the Clippers game. If you're protesting the players, you're not really doing anything. You're just like going after the players. They didn't do it. Mm-mm. The players didn't do it. No, you know, and so and the owner's not going to be there. So I don't know what a protest is necessarily going to do as far as getting out there with picket signs. I think the way to protest is don't buy anything. 
Don't buy it. Yeah. You know, don't don't buy merchandise. That's where it's going to hurt him. Yeah. You know, if you stop buying it and and complain to the advertisers, the advertisers drop out. Then he's going to pay attention. Yeah. And he's going to want to get out. Um, I think that's really that's bottom line is that's the only way that it's going to work to get him out of there. Uh, no matter what the NBA does, this is the only thing. Hit him in his bank account. That's what it is. <laughs> Keelan says, Q Seattle fans getting excited about the team getting sold and moving up there. <laughs> okay, that's actually, uh, I did get a question today before this show uh, from uh, Ron J on Facebook, who wrote asking that same question. He asked what my thought, thoughts were on whether the Clippers could be sold to a team to move to Seattle. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the team is going to leave L.A. Uh, well, because wasn't it Seattle that ultimately voted against, like, Seattle as the city that, ulti- that voted against uh, bringing a basketball team back there? I thought no. that they voted it down. No. Seattle Seattle ended up voting for a combined stadium and funding a stadium. The premise was the stadium had to be for NBA and hockey. They wanted both. And they had to go find the teams to fill that. And then they were going to get money from the city to help build the stadium. And then there was mm-hmm. a private uh, billionaire who was going to... To finance it. Yeah, yeah. finance and a bunch of it as well. They tried to get the Kings, the Sacramento Kings there. Uh, but that didn't work out. They, the Kings got saved. Also, the guy who was running the uh, whole thing for Seattle, leading the charge, the main billionaire, it got brought it got brought to light that he was secretly funding a uh, campaign in Sacramento for people saying they didn't want the Kings anymore. Oh, so he was like being all sub- subversive and like had this whole like funding this campaign, paying people to say no, we don't want the Kings in Sacramento. Okay, <laughs> really bad move on his part. But anyway, can the Clippers go to Seattle? In theory, any team could be sold to anyone if they really wanted to. Uh, but you'd have to get the city of Los Angeles involved. And the T- I don't think the NBA is going to want to move an L.A. team out of a major market like that, especially with the stars they have oh, yeah. on that team. I mean, because it's Blake Griffin and Chris Paul are two of the biggest stars in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Um, I, I just That team is just not going to go anywhere. They're going to stay in L.A., but they're going to try to find another owner. Magic Johnson has already come forward uh, with... Uh, his uh, so he partnered with the Guggenheim Partners because Magic Johnson is part owner of the LA Dodgers. Magic Johnson has come forward saying that they would like an opportunity to bid on the Clippers to buy them. Wow! Clippers would probably go for as they're valued right now around uh, from every estimate that I've seen around eight hundred million to a billion dollars. And uh, what's his name? Donald Sterling bought him, I think, for one hundred twenty-five million. Wow! In, or maybe even less than that, like back in the early eighties. So. Long way to answer that question. No, I don't think the Clippers are going to be leaving LA. <laughs> They're not going to leave LA. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle will not be getting them. There's other possibilities out there, but Seattle getting a team is getting pretty limited. Sorry, this is a lot of ball talk, but this is, I mean, it's an important issue because it's crossing all across sports and just into society, What what is going on with Donald Sterling. It's a societal thing, and Donald Sterling's just got to go, man. He's, he's bad for, at the very least, in addition to being a racist asshole, he's bad for business. You know, this is like the NBA is actually... Really exciting right now, and there's so many good things going mm-hmm. on with it. And good people, good players that are good people on the side do so much for charity. And then you have this this fuck, you know. I mean, I guess it's ultimately up to the players and to if they. I mean, clearly they're choosing to work for somebody at this particular juncture. I mean, like, yeah, they're choosing. I mean, black players are choosing to work for somebody that has called them. Basically, he thinks that they are lesser beings. Yeah, and I mean that's their choice. I mean, if they're choosing to do that. I don't know, man. This it's a weird situation. It's, it's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you're right. You're but right I mean, because so, there was I mean, no secret about the history of Donald Sterling. Yeah, and ultimately, they are making the decision to work for 
said yeah. racist piece of shit. So, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, how angry can we be if the people that you know are, are receiving the paychecks from him are still working for him? Yeah, like it's it's odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's true. That's because like everyone's up in arms, but it's like the people that we're defending should, you know, if they really care, they should be defending themselves. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. It's a tough spot. It's a tough one to tough one to look at. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know what they should do. Yeah, and people in the chat are saying honestly, if I was making millions a year, I wouldn't care uh, if my boss liked me or not. That's true. I mean, maybe money's, you know, maybe the money's more important than, you know, an 80-year-old man's perspective on their skin color. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I tell you who I feel bad for are the regular workers for the Clippers. Oh, yeah. Like the front office staff or, or just the, just the like the sales staff or the, the guy who runs their website because no matter what now, they're associated with that. And they're not a superstar basketball player who can ride on that kind of fame. Yep. Like, it's nope, just you like work for during the a lockout, recessal. all of the employees who work in like the stadiums and such, like yeah. if, you know, if the basketball players aren't playing or you know are working, then nobody's getting. Mm-hmm. Nobody is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about it as far as the players are concerned. You know, it's they they got they got choices to make, and I I would think that they're going to play the game, which I do think they should play the game. I guess uh, I I don't know. I don't know what you do in this uh, situation. Shockwave in the chat says, doesn't everyone think their boss is an asshole, though? Yeah. Well, technically, Greg, you're the host, so you're kind of my boss. So, yes, I agree, Shockwave. <laughs> yes, but I'm not racist. So, <laughs> I have that going for me. Nor a billionaire. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there it is. That's that's the big story that's going on, which has unfortunately taken over a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, the NBA playoffs shall go on. And they are, they are a lot of fun. The, the playoffs are good. I will be watching on Tuesday to see what the Clippers do. Yeah. What that stadium's like. I mean, everybody will be watching. And in the meantime, we're waiting to see what um, Adam Silver, what kind of punishment they're going to bring down. Mm-hmm. All right, so there we go. That concludes this edition <laughs> of Ball Talk. A very long Ball Talk. Cool, I don't care. I want to know what's going on, because that is everywhere. Yeah. Everything that I saw, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to wait for it, because Greg will be able to explain it more than I can, because you know everyone's so impassioned about it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get the explanation before I, you know. Well, another little side note. He has received an NAACP uh, Lifetime Achievement Award in L.A., and he was scheduled to get his second one uh, coming up, I believe, uh, May 15th. Donald Sterling was supposed to get an award from the NAACP. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So is that on hold? Uh, yeah. They have said now they are rescinding that. Mm-hmm. Um, they are rescinding that offer, but they gave him one in 2009, 2010. They gave him an award, and that was right when he had a lawsuit going on, too, from Elgin Baylor, a former player who said that he was discriminated against when he was fired. Uh, so, Why did he get the first one, then? Um, because of his contributions to the... My, okay, here it is. Uh, is it financial contributions? My, minority youth community. Okay, so that must be financial, then. I, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of complicated when it gets down to that part, and or these guys just... I mean, I hate to say it. Maybe they got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, here's an award. Yeah. If the money went to good purposes, oh, who cares? Go. Who cares who gave it if it went to good purposes? But they gave him an award for it. Hmm. So. But they have rescinded this next one. The next one. The second <laughs> award has been rescinded. Okay. Yes. Makes makes sense. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a lot of balls because I just had a little crazy today. So it's kind of it balances out, Greg. It does. Good. It does. Good, good. Well, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. It's a little tame today, but I found some interesting things that I'd like to chat with you about. First thing, I saw the story and I thought it was awesome. And I think that you'll like this too, because I know how much you hate malls. 
Okay. So uh, thanks to the suggestion of a 10-year-old girl in Britain, so this is where this is happening, a British mall has decided to add a fast lane and a slow lane to mall's interiors in Britain. I like it. Yes. So there's a slow lane. So if you're so this girl, uh, this little girl got a school assignment to write a formal letter to a public figure or a company. So she decided to write to a mall that she would go to because she'd get stuck behind, you know, slow walking people and yeah. you know who are like stopping and starting. And so she wrote, "I'm incredibly, incredibly disappointed by people walking around the shopping center." Um, you. Uh, let's see You should stop people Walking as slow As people are in a rush For work And this could cause People to be late It's dangerous Because if someone Bumped into you uh, You could fall over Will you tell people Not to walk t- so slow If not Could you also Make a fast lane So they made this lanes <laughs> Which I'm totally Picturing in Lloyd Center Which would be the, be the Best thing ever Oh yeah That's the way I would use it Yeah Because I, mean, I, I have to go there I hate getting no, stuck No and you get Stuck people. behind people And then they're Kind of like It's like they know That you're behind them And they have like uh-huh. A stroller Like one of those Like triple strollers Ugh. And they're just like Wiggling like to and fro Yeah And you can't You know You can't get past them. Yeah. So I'm saying, I think Britain has something here. So they do. I like the idea. Yes. I am for it. I am for that. Yeah, I mean, so it's basically a fast lane and a slow lane, and they uh, laid down the tape on the floor with like a dotted, you know, like passing intersection in the middle. Will people use it, though? What's the punishment if they don't? Uh, well, this isn't a permanent fixture yet, so they're just going to try it out for six months, and then they're going to see if people are liking it or not. But they say so far people are actually using it. I would use it. I'm a fast walker. I am a super fast walker, too. I don't like to dilly dally. No. Unless I'm dilly dallying. But in, in the mall, I like to get stuff done. Yeah. Get in, get out. Mm hmm. Next up from Britain to Spain. This struck me as interesting. So, Spain might actually be the first country to pass a law that would legally require children to do chores and be respectful. <laughs> Until they are the age of 18. Okay. Yes. Uh, so a report is saying that lawmakers in Spain are advancing a measure that could possibly make children under the age of 18 take, quote, co-responsibility in caring for the home and performing household tasks regardless of age and gender until they're 18 years old. How are you going to enforce this? No, yeah. Well, it says, uh, so apparently this is... That's going to be one of the things, co-responsibility for taking care of the home, which means you have to do your chores. Aside from doing the chores, children will also have to be respectful to their parents and teachers and have a positive attitude toward uh, toward learning. So it is saying you might wonder what kind of punishment uh, You will have a positive attitude. <laughs> you have to be respectful to your parents and teachers. So, yes, when asked about the punishment uh, of children found guilty of not participating in chores or lacking respect, um, they have not come up with... A suitable punishment yet However there's a, there, there will be a punishment <laughs> But yeah They're trying to put that Into an actual law It's uh, That's just dumb Yeah You can't uh, th- The worst way ever To get kids to respect you Is to tell them They have to respect you <laughs> Like that's not gonna work Yeah like, Lucas in the, the chat It's the law says, <laughs> You have to respect me Lucas in the chat says Law sponsored by Greg Rooney <laughs> That's totally it <laughs> Yeah, right? And it's being questioned what what's happened in Spain that parents have lost complete control of their children that you have to pass a law. It's, and that's the dumbest, that's the most reactionary stupid idea ever. Mm. We'll pass a law for it. Kids will respect the go. law. <laughs> they don't respect me. No. Children I'm, will always respect I'm the law. I'm sorry, Junior. It's against <laughs> the law for you not to do your chores. Well, okay, Mom. You bring a fair point. <laughs> Because that'll scare them. Yes, that'll scare them straight. Yeah, because a four-year-old really is going to be scared. Yeah. And even though they don't even have a threat for it. Like, they don't even say what the punishment or the penalty will be. It's just like, I don't know. If you don't do it, there's going to be there's gonna be something. The shame of violating the law is punishment enough, Sarah. <laughs> Greg, I don't know if you 
It's not the news, but something exciting happened. Now, I know that we talked about this before. I think it was when Aaron was in and we were talking about like urban legends. And then we were talking about, was it Aaron or somebody else? Well, we were talking about video games. Yes. And how the E.T. game was like quite possibly the worst video game that ever came out. Yeah. For Atari. Yeah. Atari 2600. It sucked. Because it, it, yeah, it didn't have an end or something. Is that what yeah, you said? Well, yeah. There was no way really to beat it. It yeah. was the worst game ever. Okay. Well, I remember also there's always been an urban legend about how someone had taken all of the extra, you know, cartridges, like the E.T. cartridges, and buried them somewhere in a desert. Yeah, Atari did, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. They finally found where they buried them all. Okay, I saw something. So yeah. they actually did? They found the trove of Atari's E.T., uh, the extraterrestrial video games. It has been unearthed. It was like Arizona or New Mexico or something? Uh, let's see. It was in uh, Alma, Alamogoro, New Mexico. Uh, okay. Yep. So uh, a documentary film production company managed to locate where all of them were and they dug up the stash, a huge stash full of uh, game cartridges. So this happened this past weekend. This happened on Saturday. Well, uh, confirming rumors that had circulated for decades regarding the fate of the notoriously terrible game. What are they going to do with them? Well, let me let me I get... Mean, nobody wants to play them. But people will probably want to buy them. Really? I bet that's a collector's item. I have an ET. I have the ET Atari 2600. I bet if you go I've on eBay, it. I bet you could sell that for something. I'm going to take a look now. Okay, well, let me talk about it while okay. you look. So the tale of uh, the E.T., the extraterrestrial video game, often hailed as the worst video game ever made, has long fascinated dedicated gamers and pop culture historians. So Atari released the game in 1982 after buying the rights to E.T. from Steven Spielberg for $22 million. Wow. They spent $22 million to create to get the likeness of E.T. for this game. That's insane. So after, after it proved a failure in sales, reports emerged that the company had quietly dumped millions of unsold copies of the game into a city landfill somewhere and encased them inside concrete. Two years later, Atari was out of business and the American video game industry had fallen on hard times, although a a few people, including the game's designer, insisted that the mass burial was just only an urban legend and it never actually happened. Um, The director of this uh, documentary film company, who they're making a film about this, which I would totally watch, um, decided to find out for sure. So uh, he's... Doing this for Fuel Entertainment as part of a series of original programming. So, uh, to help with excavation, he enlisted uh, the University of North Dakota's archaeologist Bill Carrere, a specialist in medieval Christian architecture and a former Atari owner. So, he wanted to get to the bottom of this, so he got a medieval archaeologist to help him find wow. where they were buried. This is a lot of work over a bad video game. Oh, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Um, by the way, on eBay, it's going for ten dollars. So I don't think I'm going to make much money. No. And plus, but the market just got flooded with a whole bunch of them now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so yeah, a crowd of local residents and gamers gathered at the excavation site this past Saturday as backhoes and bulldozers ripped through landfills, concrete covering. So that was actually wrapped in concrete. Wait, so they just illegally dumped it? Yeah, they, no, they. But they did. That was always the urban legend. It's true. They put yeah, it into I mean, inside a landfill. They filled a landfill with concrete. Put the games inside of it and then covered it. Yeah, well, that's illegal, illegal dumping. Though. Well, it said it's a landfill, so maybe they just didn't say which landfill it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So to entertain spectators as they waited, the 1980s game console was hooked up to a TV and a life-size ET doll had been arranged and hanging out there as well. So just before 1 p.m. on Saturday, the crew hit their target, unearthing hundreds of ET game cartridges along with boxes, other games, and Atari hardware. So they are saying for anyone who doubted, there's a whole heck of a lot of games down there. We just saw all of them. All right. So they unearthed the Atari stash, which I, th- I just think is really neat when a silly urban legend like that actually is proved, is true. proved to be true. Yeah. And finally, I do have one last story. Out of Florida. 
Florida. This only, this has not to do with a Florida man. Pablo, honey, come to Florida. Has to do with two Florida men. Got a, got a twofer. A Florida man? A Florida, Florida man. Is that, is that, is that the Florida man. Are you a Florida man? Is that a Dateline Miami? Two Florida men <laughs> who were smoking crack together in the Florida Keys wound up behind bars after one started swinging a machete at the other one. Oh, that'll do it. The incident happened last week when deputies responded to reports of a man swinging a machete at people at the Point Pleasant Drive in Key Largo. Uh, deputies found a couple who claimed to be their neighbor, um, who claimed that their neighbor, excuse me, 53-year-old Antonio Motes Diaz, had been out in front screaming obscenities and swinging a machete. As the investigation continued, the couple admitted that, yes, they had been drinking beer and smoking crack with Antonio Motz Diaz before the machete incident. As you do. Motz claimed that the couple became upset when he ran out of crack and the woman spat at him and, and the man, identified as 26-year-old Christopher Stevens, had attacked him. 53-year-old Motz then said he grabbed a baseball bat and then thought, that isn't, that isn't good enough, and grabbed a machete to defend himself from... A 26-year-old. No, he had a bat, and then he put down the bat and replaced it with a machete. He upgraded. Yes, he upgraded. Um, Motes has been charged with aggravated assault. Um, Also, the the crack-smoking couple next to them have uh, also been arrested on drug charges. And they are both being held without bond. There you go. Florida. Florida man. Ironically, I think I might get a machete if I moved to Florida, just just for safety. Mm Mm-hmm. That's being pointed out again. A man in his fifties. It's always the fifties, man. I know. Is that what I have to look forward to? God. Yeah, just being crazy. Just don't smoke crack with your neighbors in Pleasant Point Pleasant Drive. Well, don't move to. Bottom line, don't move to Florida. This is my plan when I'm in my fifties. Move to Florida and smoke crack and buy a machete. What if that is my plan? See, this. Well, then you you can see that dreams do come true. They do. Maybe you'll get to be one of my world of crazy stories. Land of opportunity for Mm Florida men. Florida men. There you go. There you have it. That, my friends, is going a little bit crazy. Crazy. Um, there, there. All right. Well, we should probably wrap up. Um, oh, yeah. Sarah, I need to go on a uh, bike ride after this. Oh, well, I, too, need to go on a bike ride, Greg. I also rode my bike today. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but this is courtesy of the Bike Gallery. Yeah. Bike Gallery are wonderful sponsors. Uh, six different locations here in Portland. But here's the key. A, they're a fantastic company. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for a long time here in Portland, and um, amazing company. They support us. They've been sponsors of us for a while. We've got a very cool thing we're going to be doing this summer that we'll be announcing here the next uh, couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, about something we're going to be doing with them that oh, you guys yeah. get to participate in. It's going to be awesome. Um, but in the meantime, they are the place to go for anything you need, whether you want to buy a, a new bike, whether you want to get um, different accessories, clothes, anything like that. I just got a new bag from there. Yeah. I got a new helmet, new bag. Uh, yeah. Everything's There's so much to choose from, and it's very affordable. Very affordable. And on top of that, it just got a little bit more affordable because you can use the offer code FUN14 to get an even more discount. And I believe it's uh, if you order $50, it's $10 off. If you order $100, it's $20 off. Mm. So a great discount um, right there, just right off the bat, uh, in addition to their low prices. So Fun Employment, uh, go to bikegallery.com, excuse me, and use the offer code FUN14. FUN14. And uh, very soon you're going to be able to use that in-store too. But right now you can order online, have it shipped to you wherever you are in the country. Yeah, or else you can order it online and go and pick it up in the store. Yeah, or go online and pick it up in the store. So um, either way, use the code FUN14. But yeah, wherever you are in the country, 
country, you can order from Bike Gallery and get that discount. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, all right, and people are asking for the update. We're going to be doing the update tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we will let you know how many miles we have ridden. It has been dumping rain all weekend, so I, I need to get out and do a little riding today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So we will update that tomorrow. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. There will be a new drive time at the drive-in uh, this evening. Heck yeah. But uh, no accidental housewives mm. are taking the night off. Uh, but uh, you can always tune in to FunEmploymentRadio.com slash live and hear programming going 24 hours a day. Yes, drive time at the drive It's going to be it awesome. It is true. So thank you so much, everyone. You guys are amazing. Yes. And thank you for listening to the show. Kenny mm. B, you bastard, I will get back with you. <laughs> I, will, I will get back at you. He got you. He done got you. Good, Greg. It took a long time. He worked at it. Yeah. He, he figured out my one weakness. But now that I know that weakness, shoring up those ends. Mm-hmm. Good luck finding something else. You can't beat the master. I think he already did. Can he master the beat? I don't know what that is. Oh, no, don't do that. Should I do that? Mm -mm. See how I flip that up there? No. Flip the script, Sarah. That's what the kids say. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thank you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.